Welcome to the next, the other episode. The other episode? The other episode. How do you mean the other episode? Well, I'm just calling this the other episode because it's just me and you this week. I know, I know. We're and this is Rebels Without a Clue, by the way. This is Rebels Without a Clue minus one. Yeah. Adrian, Adrian, can you hear me? Adrian, oh, wait. Oh, wait. You're, You're not, not here, here, you cunt. Fucking piece of shit. Yeah, it's, it's a bit dog. I probably shouldn't be saying that. Yeah, I know. We're probably a bit harsh on him there. He's dealing with the practicalities of life. Yeah, right he's now. actually being an adult. He once, is. So uh, he can't join us this week. We so, don't fit that profile. Yeah, no, we definitely don't. So you've got just us this week, and by us, you got me, Tony. And myself, Brad. Yeah. So it doesn't have the same ring to it. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It feels weird, doesn't it? But it kind of feels like this will be a really productive podcast <laughs> with minimal talk. About DOA. <laughs> Why'd you mention it? <laughs> I had to. DOA, DOA, DOA. DOA, DOA. Consolation for Adrian. <laughs> I had to get it in there. Who knows? We might even do a sneaky call to him later just because. We could. We potentially could. It we could be hilarious. We might. And you know, it, in a way, it almost feels this is a little bit scripted, doesn't it? In what sense? Because it's just the back and forth between me and you. It feels like... It doesn't feel natural. But it feels banter. Yeah. I, I think we'll do okay. It still just requires, you know, constant talk, which, you know, for an hour, it sounds like a lot. We'll see but if we can rip it off. With our movie, I oh. dare say we won't have an actual issue doing it. Hopefully we shouldn't. But before we get to that, um, if you guys haven't done so already, please like and subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Podcast Static, and also iTunes at Rebels Without a Clue. On Apple devices. <laughs> no, I didn't say. No, I know, I know. Uh, I was just taking I'm, lear- I'm learning because you guys just kicking me shit for it. Uh, so fuck you both. That's true. Even though he's not here, and you can also follow us on our social media pages on Instagram at Rebels Without a Clue O Three, Twitter Rebels Without a One, and Facebook Rebels Without a Clue Podcast. There we go. Spat it out. Got the formalities out of the way. I decided to slow it down this time. Because I noticed that I say it really quick you and do. I fuck it up. You do. So on the regular, I took the chill out session this time. <laughs> no, I think you needed to. <laughs> needed to relax. You know? It did. You sound more composed. I feel a bit more composed. Okay, well it is. Do you know what? I feel more placid now that Adrian's not here. Yeah, because usually it brings out the anger in you. He does. Because you see his head and it's straight away. Because he's usually fucking... sitting there in some horrible jeans or shit shorts. <laughs> Some fucking terrible 1930s t-shirt. And his dicky knee hat. And just a horrible head. Like, I know he can't get rid of that, but it's just there. So, you know, we sort of have to work past that. And I have to let go of uh, the frustration that Adrian builds up inside of me. Yeah, I think you have to. I know, I know. I'll I'll try my best. So, um, should we get on to uh, what are we drinking tonight, Brad? Okay. Seeing as... Last week, Adrian lost the tally, and he yes. was supposed to be buying drinks this week. True. So we had to sort of scrummage around for whatever I had here, really. But do you know what? I'm pretty pleased with the results. Yeah. Because this is a bit of nostalgia for it us, because we constantly do our vino. Can I get a pinot one? Oh, just a vino. A bit of vino. A bit of vino. A bit of vino. A bit of vino. Oh, Cab Sam. Oh, just a bit of a pinot. Oh, maybe a Merlot. Oh, we got tonight, Merlot. Oh, we got a fucking Merlot. What is it? So we've got Leckenfield... Kunawara, a Merlot from 2016. It's got, I'd say, a slightly woody fragrance to it. So did my dick. <laughs> oh, <mate. laughs> I hope I you don't resist. have a woody fragrance around me. I couldn't resist. Wood, erect. It's kind, of, it's kind of just shows your intellect there. Oh, but we already know this. Yeah, which this is fucking new. horrible. 
<laughs> Not the most intelligent characters. What did you show me before, Tony? Uh, three snippets of all the farts you did on your phone and recorded it. So you can't really hold it against me for saying that you have a piss poor intellect. And who giggled it like fuck at him too? Yeah, but when you yeah, have it yeah, on... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Up on your high horse. Get fucked. Hear me out here. You giggled cunt. like a cunt. Yeah, because you had it on repeat for seven or eight times. How do you not pick up on laughter? So don't try and pin that just on me. That's not fair. Alright Oh man So should we get into the bulk of what we're here to discuss Yeah so if you guys picked it up on the sneak peek already This week Seeing as me and Brad went out to the movies the other night Drive-ins, drive-ins Drive-ins, my apologies Didn't want to sound too gay Two guys at a drive-in A little bit Oh, we docked, that but that was up pre-credits. Yeah. So it was all right. We, we still paid attention to the movie. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. I can multitask. And, yeah. And the movie <laughs> in question is Alita Battle Angel. Yes. So we went yes. and saw it the other night and we will give the shout out. Beware of spoilers. We may potentially leak some spoilers unintentionally. We don't mean to, but if we do, we apologize. And hopefully- But you've been warned. You do go out and see this movie. By That's the end of this, we hope we convince you guys or even just give you the slight- peak of interest to go and see this movie correct even though Captain Marvel will be out by now look still give it a crack it's a fucking great movie yeah it really is and you know what it's not every day that we sort of get the opportunity to go and watch it's like do you know what I put it in that avatar category Mm. of you know classic CGI amazing movie but then what obviously we'll discuss is the substance to this actual film. Yeah. And especially it felt different compared to all these other CGI ones, especially because it was on the in the vein of being an anime live action adaptation. Yes, correct. And usually those are all garbage. Well, like, they have been from in the past. Expi- like yeah. from the past, everything that's come out that's been from an anime made into live action it's always been pure garbage yes completely disappointed <clears throat> Dragon, Dragon Ball Evolution Dragon Ball Evolution look Ghost in the Shell was just a real miss for me yeah I, you know what I actually didn't even watch it okay well you're not missing out on much I think yeah. there are elements to it that are pretty cool but overall I wouldn't sit and yeah, recommend so that as a movie. general consensus most of these suck yeah <laughs> definitively yeah but this one, honestly, for me, and I think, no, you thought the same because yeah. we had this discussion on the yeah. way home that it was fucking amazing. I find it fits into its own category. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's set the new benchmark for if there's going to be any more live action anime adaptations because the way that they've done this and what they've managed to achieve is nothing short of remarkable. Yeah, without question. I think at the end of the day, you know, you can go in watching it for purely entertainment value, but it's hard not to ignore. All the other little amazing aspects to the actual film itself. Fuck yeah. Without question. God damn. So, I'm thinking how we'll structure this. So We're actually bringing structure in. We it. are. We're going to do a bit of structure. Fucking hell. So, we'll touch on... So, we're, we're deviating from the usual anarchy that we have when Adrian's here. True. <laughs> to actual structure. Because Adrian equals anarchy. <laughs> his life, his face, everything about it is anarchy. So, it's kind of nice having a, a semblance <laughs> of structure to this now. Uh, yeah, I get you. So, ya. we'll give you a, a heads up, I suppose, right before we obviously get into the bulk of the discussion. So, firstly, we're going to touch on the CGI. Are, the we, actually, are we actually going to give them the layout? Now? I'll give them the precursor to actually you know what, what we speak about. Let's not do the layout. Let's just start with the first part. All right, go fuck yourself. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. God. <laughs> This is what happens when you leave us alone. And we're not even like halfway through this bottle of wine yet. Nor have you pulled out fart videos. 
Oh, look, I'm not going to do it in the episode. Yeah, but it wouldn't put it past you. No, I won't, though. Okay, fair enough. I don't do it during the podcast. All right. We'll save that for later. So, <laughs> CGI. Talk Whoa, to me. Talk look, to me. Okay, so let's begin. Give me your synopsis of your like what you appreciated about the CGI. Well, look, let's just start off with... Okay, everyone can get... If you've seen the trailer for it, you know how gorgeous this CGI is. And... You know, I'm not surprised, especially with a producer like James Cameron on board. Yeah. I'm not surprised in the slightest. No, not at all. And apparently they used the same team that worked on Avatar. Like when he did that, which yeah. was um, Weta Digital. Okay. Which did the CGI and I think they worked... Or, or they worked on the mocap. I can't remember which one. Yeah. Either way, they're both connected. Yes. So I'm not surprised of the quality of the CGI in this, and I think it's just fucking stepped it up a notch. Like I said earlier, this is set the new benchmark. It honestly has. Not just for live-action anime adaptations, but also for CGI movies in general. It's just that level of almost parts where I'm watching it and I'm almost forgetting yes. that the main character, Alita, is CGI. And I think because like, of the fact that they oh made God. her so human-like, in the sense, not just the way she looked, I, I think that was a byproduct of the actual CGI because the way she conveyed emotion, the way her mannerisms were, everything about what they try to do in terms of making CGI look more human-like, I yeah. think they actually did it in this one. And I said it to you that night, the dead giveaway for me, that knowing how good this CGI was, is usually when I see something CGI, I always look at the hair. Yeah, oh, Now, you so notice true. with any so sort true. of CGI, they can never get hair right. Hair mm. always looks weird. It, it does. doesn't look natural. It just, it's weird. But in this, the hair was, like the hair physics, particle effects they were using. Yeah. In fuck incredible. So. It was just. You know, for example. Unlike anything I've seen before. Like with Aquaman, right? Yep. You know how they're in their underwater scenes? Mm -hmm. The hair in that. Is that CGI? Yeah. Okay. So I look at that compared to what they do in Alita. Mm. There's not even going to comparison. Nah. Nah. Like you even see the scene where Alita's gone into the lake. Oh, and she's yeah. walking in there, and you even seeing her hair yeah. in water, it still looked incredible. Yeah, like it looked like real hair in water. But you even can though tell, it was all CGI. You can tell this would have taken a fuckload of time mm. to actually make work and refine the craft of how good it actually looked. It's it's a mix of that, and also goes to show how far that technology has come. Oh, it's next level now. Like I think this is literally the next evolution of CGI for movies. Yeah, it's well, absolutely stunning. I look at it as though Avatar took it up that next notch. It yeah, it did. And that was what ten years ago now. Two thousand and nine. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So going up to that next rung, Alita has stepped up to it. Yeah, definitely. So I think now this is the the baseline, the foundation for what's going to step up to that next level because. This is, honestly, the catalyst for new CGI. I've never seen anything Def like this. No, it was absolutely... Like, well, I keep saying it. It's stunning. Do you know it what is it is? I stunning. see it as flawless. <sighs> Look, I wouldn't say flawless. I'm going to say that. Because there were some parts where it looked a little bit... But that's real me really nitpicking here. Which you have the tendency to do. Exactly. But the majority of it, like let's say 98% of it, was fucking stunning. And I think what, reflecting on the point you said before, when you said that obviously you forget about acknowledging that it is a CGI mm. character. Mm. And as I progressed through the movie, I started to notice that I lost like attention paying to the fact that it is CGI. Yeah. Like I just felt like I was watching a normal movie. I didn't yeah. reflect on the fact that, oh my God, it's computer, whatever. Which, which I found to be a little bit almost disorienting in a way because you kind of lost that aspect of, oh, this is CGI. Even though they made her eyes very anime-like. Yeah. They made them really big. Yeah. 
and not human at all. Very hybrid-like. It's very hybrid-like, but it seemed to fit within the storyline and the and the portrayal they were trying to do because it just it didn't seem out of place yeah and you know it didn't the, seem over I suppose the top either the, the like, parameters oh. of what good CGI looks like without going too over the top yeah I think it would fit right into that hole of recognisably human but still with that anime touch yeah which was perfect the and white it helps balance. that the storyline kind of gave it that bit of like an, I guess an explanation as to why she had those kind of eyes. Like yes. it didn't say it directly, but it gave her enough of an origin to go, okay, well look, that can make sense. Yeah, exactly right. Which that works really well. I think so. Um, but another part of the CGI I loved other than just the characters was just the the backdrops and the setting. The actual locations of where they shot everything yeah. and all the like CGI modifications they made to it. Fucking stunning. Do you the, have... The locations were fucking amazing. Do you have I any particular them. scene in the movie that stands out for you in terms well, of... There's a couple. Um, I'd have to say probably the alleyway fight. Yep. That was definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the way they did the bar. Yes. That, yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 hunter, the hunter bot. Wow. <laughs> the, hunter the, bar. the hunter bar. That oh, yeah. was really yeah. cool. Um, obviously, the rollerball... Yeah, um, circuit. Of course, that was awesome. And also, like the just the view of the city in general when yeah. they're up on like on top of the building, just overlooking. When her and beautiful. Hugo are sitting, when he goes, "I take you to my special place." Yes, and they're sitting on top of the building, and they give that landscape yeah. shot, and I was like, "You get that taste of three D without it actually you wearing glasses." Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of but fucking it was, weird. It just looks stunning. Um, what stood out for me was that scene. You know when she's running along the top of the roofs to get to meet up with Hugo. Oh, was and that she's doing the, um, the flips and stuff. That was like the almost... Die. Like, <laughs> kind of reminded us of the, that scene in The Crow. Yes, yeah. exactly right. Yeah. That for me was like, wow. Like the way the backdrop and the foreground sort of... It just had and this real nice composition. And they did the same nice sort of trick that they did in The Crow where it was more like her silhouette. Yeah. Jumping across the buildings as opposed to literally seeing her. There's a little bit of detail there you can see. Just it was just enough. But still had that very silhouette look to it. Do you know, as weird as it sounds, what I felt was missing to a degree in yeah. a lot of these scenes. Yeah. Um, the score was amazing. Yes. But by, um, by Junkie XL. Yes. Which I never Randomly. heard of him before until I was doing a bit of research into mm. it. But then once I fi- then once they sort of mentioned what other projects he had worked on, I'm like, holy shit, yeah. this guy's done some very credible and work. And he was big in the DJ scene before he even hit film. I don't yeah, even know where like, that film crap. idea came from. Like, fuck, he's done some very good fucking movies. He did. Like, he, he did, did um, Dawn of Justice, which that's not a good movie, but it's a big budget movie to do in a score In terms of for. score, that's yeah. That's fucking yeah, incredible. Fuck yeah. Um, but I think the most notable of his work would be um, Mad, Mad Max Mad Fury Max, Road. Mad Max, yeah. And that anyone that's seen that would know that that's a fucking amazing score. Fuck yeah. But what I felt like what could have really carried it to that next level is the actual soundtrack itself. I would have liked to have seen, like, for example, those scenes where she's running along the building, all that sort of shit, just a real sort of energized, like, powerful song. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be with vocals or anything, but just something... To carry it to that next level. But so that's just, just me. just like a specific song as part of the score that had that more upbeat, almost like urgency yes. feel to it. Yes. Like I, like you said before with The Crow, like I remember the Cure, the mm. bands, the song that was playing. Burn. Burn. Yeah. When he's running along the rooftops. Yeah. And it's hard not to go, fuck yes. This yeah. is the perfect track for yeah, this. That, I think that scene really didn't call for that type of score at that particular part. It was more so... 
after the roll, like during the rollerball match when yeah. she escapes the arena and is trying to make her way to Hugo. That could have been that amazing. That scene for a would scene. have been more so for it. Yeah. I can't, it's a bit fuzzy. I can't remember what the score was like at that point. But it didn't feel noticeable enough to be like, oh, it yeah, was just go. like high intensity orchestral music. That's yeah. what was going on at that time. So yeah. for me, yeah, okay, it's nice having that sort of score behind it, but I still feel like it could have been yeah, they that next it, level. Or maybe could have made it like a different style since they're more orchestral, make it a little bit more, I don't know, maybe cyberpunky. Yeah, yeah. Tron. In yeah. the vein of yeah, yes. in the vein of Tron, yes. definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that would have been good because it's so like because it's set in on a, in, a, in like a distant future. Oh, mate, you just oh, you puddled I've, around with words, dude. I'll you be, took a shit out of your mouth with words. Legit, <laughs> I am definitely losing this week. Let's let's not be around the bush here. Okay, okay. Fucking hell, I need age to even me out. You do. I you just need him to Adrian. fill the void and say a lot of dumb shit. But Adrian just likes taking unnecessary gaps yeah. in his speech. And pause at inappropriate times. Yeah. Or just points that don't even ask for a pause. Age, you're not Christopher Walken. It's like, age, you're not Christopher Walken. It's that kind of pause yeah, it that is. he does. Yeah, it is. It's weird. It is. He thinks he, he's going to lead into this big crescendo moment of some no, revelation. No, it's more of like a... It's more like his brain's buffering. <laughs> he's got a slight internet connection and it's just fucking... It's just buffering trying can, to catch up. Can, he's still on dial-up. Age is still stuck at that point in time. Okay. Well, that's CGI. Um, what do you think of the storyline? I Well, look, I didn't have any pre- prior knowledge of the leader yeah. at all. Um I thought the storyline was actually really, really well, like thought out, and I think it, was, it differs a little bit from the source material. From stiffers what, or differs? Differs, I said. Oh, okay, oh, I had stiffers. Come on, stiffy, calm down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> stiffy, <laughs> dickhead. Um, it diff. Uh, from what I read, it. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm fucked. I need more wine. Oh my god. Tony, you are just word jumbling. You, it's like you get nervous when you talk. No, my mouth moves faster no, than my brain. No, my mouth. Okay, yeah, continue. So, <laughs> from what <laughs> I read, the storyline does differ from the source material. Yeah. But not, but it doesn't deviate too much. Yeah. It stays pretty true to it. And I thought the story was actually fairly interesting and it was well developed throughout the movie. But like they didn't, it felt like they didn't rush it or they didn't try to compress it or simplify it. They let it flow out the way that it, they originally intended. Really organically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it kept you interested. Yeah. Like I said that night, I think that the first sort of 20 minutes felt a bit like, uh, Dry. okay, where's this going? Yeah. Come on. But once it hit that mark, it was just fucking, let's go. It and does. And it was great. It does. It actually feels like it opens up when you get to that stage of, okay, well, they built the bouse. Ba- bouse. The bouse. <laughs> the bouse. The bouse. <laughs> the base found. Are they going to feed the bouse now? Can I fucking finish? I'm going to pinch a tit. Um, <laughs> you're a sick fuck. <laughs> No, they actually build the base foundation for the story and the plot and like giving it some sort of perspective as to if you've never seen it before or you have no, or you don't know anything about it really. It's nice to go in and go, all right, well, here's a bit of backstory. Here's a bit of understanding about characters, all that sort of stuff. And I think the way they did it was really good in the sense of giving the context to the war. Yeah. Like- they didn't harp on about it. They no. didn't elaborate too extensively on it. No. It was just sort of, there you go. This is the backstory. This is what's happened. This has led us to this point. Yeah. And that's what we were speaking about the night on the way back. How it was that good mixture of 
Eastern style writing with that Western twist to it, yeah. which just meshed together so well in this particular project. It really does. They fucking nailed it. And, I, and do you think that the, puts it half down to the writing team, but also Robert Rodriguez's take on it? I think it's a combination of both. I, can't, I, I don't think one can work without the other. Yeah, definitely. Because naturally with the writing team, Rodriguez would need to translate that to actual film. Of it's course. one thing seeing it as script and going, yeah. yeah, this sounds amazing. This is going to work. Yeah. But if the director can't convey that, yeah. then you're losing out massively. Exactly. And I think they were also, like, as I was doing my research as well, they also did say that um, they put a lot more, they crafted it with more care and attention yes. and detail than what they have done, than what anyone else has ever done in yeah. prior ad- adaptations, yeah. which... It shows how much of a payoff it was. I feel just like it wasn't paying a, attention to yeah. the source material and staying true to it. That works. Not just that. It's, You've got the source material it's, there. It's also, it's already good. Don't fuck with it. It wasn't a lazy screenplay. No. So not at all. like, there's certain movies you can watch and you go, oh, well, look at that, look at that, that shit, that shit, that shit. Yeah. I, I had no reason to. There was nothing to nitpick about. Like yeah. in terms of the way it was shot. Yeah. It was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like I can't fault it in that sense. Yeah. Obviously, if you sit and watch it five or six times, you're going to notice certain little flaws. But face value, first time watching it, there's, there's fuck all to pick up on. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> um, but in terms of the story for me, I feel like there was this perfect balance mm. between what the story was producing and what we talked about with the influence of Eastern writing, yeah. where it had just this organic flow to it. But then it wouldn't leave you hanging to go, oh, this is dry. Yeah. It just kept going, all right, well, cut to this, cut to this, cut to this. And, and it, it all tied in. Yeah, it didn't have that typical thing of usually when they do sort of any adaptation for anything, they always, I, I call it Hollywoodize it. Yeah. They dumb it down and they make unnecessary changes which they think are going to benefit the picture. But if anything, they just harm it. And yeah. they bastardize it, yeah. make it sh- and just make it just a shit movie that everyone forgets about. And you know what it's like? It's like Hollywood think that their viewers are dumb. They actually do. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I think it's more so that they think that the audiences that watch these kind of movies yeah. are not bright. Yeah. But if anything, now the audience that was watching that growing up have now grown up and they are the bulk of the audience. True. They have also grown in their intellect. So we want something that's a little bit more... I guess, refined. Refined yeah. and more dense with content. Yes. And not just garbage. Which I think leads us perfectly into the segue for What's character that? development. Oh, okay. Because I can harp on about this for hours. Please do. Well, first of all, if we address it in the sense of the overarching character development, I think... Arching or arcing? Arching. Arcing? No, in the context of this, I'm saying it. It's arching. It's not overarching. <laughs> overarching. <laughs> I'm punching the tit. Darn. Um, but in terms of the overarching context of character development, what's do you know what the, what's the guy's name? Um, Who? Her father in it. Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. I look at his credentials within film, and I, all you need to do is watch Django to get an indication of yeah, how good he is. He's also an Academy of winning actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's fucking really. So that speaks for itself. So I think they've gotten the perfect person to play her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, pause. <laughs> I'm lighting a ciggy. Yeah, so he carries it with his own flavour. There is something yeah. about Christoph Waltz that's very uniquely him, and yeah. no one else can really do him. Yeah, you're right. 
Um, again, like it, think about it, Christopher Walken in his heyday yeah. had that same sort of vibe, vibe slash um, eccentricity. Like okay. he's really eccentric and weird. Yeah, but in a really I don't know. Uh, it's it's just there's just no one like him. him. Exactly, yeah. that's the he's word just, I'm after. Unique. unique. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you know I think Hugo was an interesting one for me because at the start I didn't feel like what I was expecting from him was going to happen. Yeah. He, he ended up becoming more than just that typical teenage runaway. Yes, exactly. You know, you, at the start you think, oh yeah, there's this street kid on a motorbike, probably part of some gang. Yeah. Um, probably got something against his parents is why he yeah. ran away or some tragic past of whatever. Typical fucking story. Mm. But this was more, I think... I felt for me that Hugo had a little bit more drive to him as far as it didn't really go into his background. It just focused on where he wanted to go. Yeah. They, yeah. Didn't, they didn't draw back on his past and that sort of shit. It was just like, okay, this is who he is right now. This is where he wants to go. Yeah. And that's it. Leave it and it that. was just showing the journey of that and yeah. his progression because I think it was like that whole conflict of deciding, do I leave, you know, the what are the, the robot people? What, what, what do they call it? What, what they were doing. Scavenging. Scavenging. To make that conscious decision to actually leave them as a result of a leader. Yeah. It showed growth in his character. It did. And, you know, making that moral stance and that decision to go, well, yes, you're my boys and this is what we do, but life's changed for me. And this is where I think a leader has themes through it. Definitely. That are relatable. And for a live action CGI, a lot of the time you don't get that. Do you think that's a bit of a Western influence there? That That's, yeah. And like what we spoke about. Relating, re- relating it to a real life, I guess, theme or even, yeah, real life theme. Yeah. It, it themes and ideas that you'd see in any other fucking romance movie, action movie, drama movie. They carry it through all where relationships are key. Yeah. Relationships will carry any storyline yeah. because we find ourselves relating to those relationships. Exactly. So for me, what the Hugo and Alita had at the start was like that, oh, you know, that blossoming, getting to know each other sort of feel to yeah, it. it felt like a friendship at the start. Mm. Almost like they fast-tracked the whole idea of being childhood friends and then growing up to form a loving relationship as opposed to just staying a friendship. Yes. Right? Yes. It felt like they just fast-tracked that whole ideal, which that, in essence, is a very Eastern thing. Yeah. That whole childhood friend then growing up to love that person. Yeah. That's very And much. I think that ties in with... Eastern ideas about, you know, staying with the one partner. Yeah. But what also really set me off was when Hugo and Alita, like, sort of had been seeing each other for a while, their relationships got highly complex. Like, it was all the variables Mm. of what was going on around them in the environment. And, like, when she found out that he was scavenging. Yeah. You could see in her persona and the way she carried herself afterwards and how much that actually affected her. And for them to convey that in a CGI character, I felt it. Like, it makes me emotional. It makes me attached. Yeah. Which, normally, <laughs> CGI movies, I don't get attached. Avatar is the only one, other one yeah. where I felt attached to characters. Yeah. This has done that through and through. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think that... Does that lead us on to our next sort of part of, uh, char- of just the portrayal of the characters 
and the way the actors were able to portray him. Yeah. Because uh, Rosa Salazar, absolutely phenomenal job as a leader. Yeah. She yeah. did so yeah. fucking well. Like, I, I can't think of another person who's been able to portray a mocap role like that since Andy So what's mocap? Motion capture. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't think she's able to portray something like that since Andy Circus. 100%. He basically no, I dropped is- it. You did. I did. I did. I had to. Hundred percent. Hundy. Hundy. Ow. Oh, I was more vomit. Ow. <laughs> my burp surmised how my body felt when I did it. Ow. Ow. <laughs> You're just in constant pain. <laughs> yeah, it is my ass. My life is constant. Pain. My life is a constant pain. I need to end my life. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. That, that, that got dark. I did. Wow. 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 Okay, yeah, continue. Um, yeah, so I think it, like her portrayal and her acting chops just really shone through in this. She's a fucking great actor. Yeah, and like I know her from The Maze Runner. Right, okay. Um, and even in The Maze Runner, she was... You could tell there was something about her. Not just in terms of her character portrayal, but I feel like who she is as a person doesn't deviate much from how she acts. Like, you know how you can tell when certain actors are fucking acting? Yeah. And it's like, just stop. Stop overacting. Yeah, overacting. Right, yeah. But she did that. And like what I pointed out before about her mannerisms, the way she conveyed emotionality, like all of it was like, wow. Like, I was so impressed. Yeah, definitely. And it just shows, it's going back... I guess I'm going back to that whole thing of how good the motion capture and the CGI is now. Yeah. The fact of how detailed they're able to convey how she was acting through CGI yeah. is fucking incredible yeah. because it, they couldn't have done it with just CGI on, the, on their own. No. They had to have the actors They had to, to complement each other, yes. Yeah, and she fucking nailed it. Yeah. I reckon she did fucking amazingly. When she's crying, when she's you know frustrated, when she smacks the table... Or even just when she's curious as well. Yeah. It's kind of like when she's like in the early part of the movie when she's kind of just new and she's sort of like amazed by everything around. Just her facial expression, her body language, everything was just fucking spot on. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. To me, it looked like she was like a baby chick that had just hatched. And so Mm. just curious about the world. Chicken. (laughs) Fried chicken. (laughs) You fucking sick creep. Why would you mention chicken? (laughs) (laughs) Is that my sable? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Do it. You like that sable? You turn your wine? Well, shut it because it's my sable. <laughs> oh, that's always going to get a laugh out of me. That's the problem. But yeah, so overall, like, I can't not look at a leader. Like, naturally, you look at it in terms of the overall thing and the way the characters moved and developed and all that sort of stuff. But I find that the emotion carried the character development definitely i feel like the relationships complementing the way the emotions were conveyed just set this new tone for how the actual movie unfolded like when you were talking about being organic yeah i think that tied in with it completely yeah so at the end of the day i can watch that and go well you know what that was a good movie but then I related to it. Yeah. I related exactly. to the relationships. I related to how she felt. Yeah. But you even notice, like, even the other actors that were in that movie. Again, we're going on about Christoph Waltz. Mm. Fucking amazing job as the father figure, but stri- scientist struggling with his past. Yeah. And trying to, I guess, redeem himself or give him some sort of purpose. Yeah. That, uh, he portrayed that so fucking well. 
I think he just did an amazing job as that kind of figure in the movie. And also with that whole discussion and um, the theme with his daughter, how yeah. his daughter had died. Yeah. And then using uh, Jennifer Connelly, like, which was his wife in the movie. Yeah. Oh, well, ex-wife. Yeah. Um, they had this really interesting contrast of, yeah, okay, we're completely separate worlds now, yep. but our daughter still connects us yeah. and you can see like when she gets emotional towards the end yeah when she sees a leader bawling her eyes out yes. because Hugo being stabbed or whatever yes she's supposed to be against her well a clone I suppose yeah. if you want to call a leader yeah. a clone of her daughter yeah she's supposed to be against her but because she sees her daughter's face crying she can't help but sympathise the and motherly that, instinct kicks and the, in exactly the motherly yeah. instinct kicks in and overrules her initial objective of basically seeing her as just a cyborg yes wholeheartedly which she did fucking Jennifer Connelly did don't even get me started on the props and chops for her acting ability oh I look at a beautiful mind yep and between her and Russell Crowe my god the chemistry on screen of being able to play a wife with a well he was like a savant but he had like I don't know whether it was bipolar or borderline or some sort of condition that he had some disorder right um but she has this innate ability that whenever she acts emotional, yep. I get emotional. I don't know. It's just a Jennifer Connelly thing. There's not many other people that do it, right. but she does that for me. Anyways. Yeah. And even um, <clears throat> Ed Skeeran, who played Zapan, yeah. even just the way he portrayed like that hunter who was just like, thought he was a big shot, mm, pretty not boy. Not give a fuck. Didn't give a... Well, he did give a fuck, but he, he cared extent. a lot about his, like, about his appearance. Yeah. And I guess his ego. Yeah. He was able to portray that fucking brilliantly. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I, I love the whole thing when he gets his face sliced off. And he's just fucking... He doesn't know what to do. He's just distraught by it. Identity's gone. Yeah. And I think that was one of the pivotal themes throughout the whole movie. Identity. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting that they use that as a theme, considering it's the whole, you know, hybrid cyborg style... Um, and if anyone has seen Ex Machina, if you haven't, get onto it because it's the whole like premise of... You know, can a human love a cyborg? Yeah. And I kind of feel like with the way today's world's going, we're filtering into that. We're heading down that path. I don't know the direction that's going to go. Yeah. But I feel like between fleshlights, that was the starting oh, point. Yeah. <laughs> and and then these new sex robots. Sex robots? It's kind of fucked. It is a bit. People are marrying their sex robots now. Yeah. Which is kind of weird now because they're just inanimate objects. They're True. Not- they're not. But we kind of want sort that. Of sentience or whatever. Imagine a woman that didn't talk and just presented. Oh, oh God. <laughs> but, you think, but you think about the future possibility of that and yeah. having literally a human brain inside a robotic body. Yeah. Does that still make that person human? Mm, the, oh, the big questions. Fuck. Because you look at, you kind of look at that whole sort of, I guess that, I don't know what to call it, but the whole thing of, um, it's not, it's not, What's on the outside is what's on the inside. Yeah. And that whole sort of thought process of that. So on the outside is just a shell. Who you are is actually on the inside. Yeah. Which is looking beyond physically what someone yeah. is. And I suppose it ties in with the whole, like with the leader, you know, how she goes to give Hugo her heart. Yeah. And, you know, when they talk about her brain as well and being of like a human or organic complexity. Yeah. Yeah. So for that, to have that contrast between, all right, well, you know, exterior, we're looking at Cyborg, but then there's this massively complex character within her. Yeah. And I think it was just this perfect balance of going, well, I acknowledge that I'm looking at a Cyborg, 
or whatever it, what you want to call it. But then going, well, this is conflicting with me because I'm seeing human emotion. I don't understand this. Yeah. This is playing with me now. Yeah, exactly. So that's what sort of, I don't know, I suppose really fed into the whole character development thing. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, 100%. And um, they did, and they, and you can feel that in the movie, like with the theme of it all, it was literally, it was a story about identity and acceptance. Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Which everyone can relate to. Yes. That's a, that's a theme that everybody can, can relate to regardless of ethnicity, age, Creed, gender, what, sex. Yeah, everything. Well, everyone everyone has that need to be accepted. Yeah. And all at some point, everyone struggles with their identity. Yeah, of course. And I think it's perfect to have a movie like this come out, especially in the context of today's world. You look Definitely. at... Fucking the Instagram generation, you yeah. know? Yeah. People defining their identity through their pictures. Yeah. Right? What their life looked like doesn't necessarily translate to how they portray themselves on Instagram. Exactly. Which is kind of fucked, but yeah. hey, it's the superficial world we now live in. Unfortunately. Um, and again, so identity and what was the other term? And acceptance. Acceptance. I think that is the overarching factor in today's world yeah. completely. You think about the whole battle with trans people now. Yeah. Like... Between, all right, I get LGBTQIQA, what a fucking thing is. It's, I think it's gotten longer, hasn't it? It has. I yeah. don't even know the rest of the letters. Yeah. But the fact of, you know, that there's these sub-genres of people now. And it's like, well, you know, we're struggling alone with trying to accept ourselves. Yeah. And now we're supposed to accept these new ideas of people that... I'm struggling to comprehend. Yeah. Like, it's weird. I don't know. I don't know. That's just... That's In essence, it's the struggle of trying to accept basically a robot. Yeah. Which you've always known to be basically like an inanimate man-made object. Yes. That is only doing things because it's been programmed to do these things. Yeah. But you throw a human element into that, it just puts in that much more complexity. And it kind of fucks with your brain. It does. Like, you don't really prepare yourself to go, all right, well, I know what I'm looking at, but this is really conflicting because it's not essentially what I'm looking at. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, that's like inception of the mind. Legit. I kind of feel like my mind just gone boof, blown. <laughs> my mind just jizzed. My mind jizzed over the themes in a leader. <laughs> You're cooked. You're cooked. Your dick's cooked. Yuck. Oh, imagine that. Ugh. Oh, I'll leave it in the oven for a while. Don't. Mm. Oh, no. Crispy dick. Yuck. Mm. <laughs> um, Alright, tell me what your thoughts are With the writing style Like I know you're quite prevalent In terms of talking about Eastern style writing yep. For the listeners yep. Give us a rundown of what you understand And the, I suppose, strengths Of Eastern style writing Okay, so I find Just because I've been on a wild Anime trip for the past Probably two, two and a half years. Yeah. I've taken in a lot of that style of writing. Yeah. And I've noticed that a lot of it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel dumbed down mm. at all. Elaborate. In To the point where it, nothing seems to feel like it's sugarcoated. Okay. Or that it's oversimplified to make it easier for everybody to understand. Mm. They're kind of like, okay, you either get it or you don't. Mm. And I find that the way that they portray... Um, Would you say that it puts the onus on the viewer... So if they comprehend it or not, that's on them. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Um, and I also find that the way that they go about explaining things, it's kind of like, okay, they just tell you what you need to know. Yeah. They don't give you too much information, but they give you enough. Yeah. So that way- Enough okay, to carry the story. Exactly. And yeah. they 
seem to put it in at pivotal moments where you actually need to know that kind of backstory. Mm. They don't just fill it all in one hit and then go, okay, they'll remember it. Yeah. In no, the sense of having like a relevant. five minute flashback and go, oh, exactly. this is draining. Yeah, it's it's to the point where instead of being a five minute flashback, it's condensed to like a 30 second flashback of just the essential of what you need to know for that moment. Yeah. And that's it. Keep going. Continue the story. Yeah, that, that's actually a good way. I love way the way that they do I know that. what? It's a five minute total. Yeah. Of flashbacks, yeah. but like but spread out, spread out throughout the movie, placed where it needs to be. Yeah, yeah, to feed into the ongoing storyline, which they also, which they did in the leader. Yeah, they did it because the flashbacks, the flashbacks were, were tiny. Her getting her memory back and all that sort of stuff. Her Again, fighting on Mars, exactly. Yeah. They're all tiny little segments, but they're put in at points where we needed to see them. Yeah, yeah. They didn't just sort of do a whole sort of bulk of it, which I preferred it that way. Mm. And it made me want to see, because there wasn't a, that much of it, but there was enough, it still felt to me that the, that I wanted to see more. Mm. Maybe it was just because of the co- the actual content of it, was because it's like a space war and it yeah. was fucking cool. Yeah. Like, like I even said on the way home, I'd be happy if they fucking did a prequel just on the war. That'd and be fucking mad. Do you know what? It's interesting though, you saying that, because it kind of, with the flashbacks... It sort of leads you into that feeling that, oh my God, I want more. Yeah, you know, exactly. her backstory is sick. I want, I want to know more. Yeah. Which gives it room to go, well, you know what? People like that part about it. Let's do a sequel to it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So there was also that I find that they just seem to str- like to, they don't really beat around the bush. No, no. I can definitively say that. Everything just seems to be explained well and it's concise. And I look at what you showed me with, um, uh, what's the fucking anime we watched? Tokyo Ghoul. Tokyo Ghoul. Right. Perfect example of how that is so well written. Yeah. Um, you know, exactly what Tony's saying about the way the actual storyline grows organically, but then, you know, they filter in these parts where you need to get a little bit of backstory, but not to the point where it over uh, like completely overtakes what's actually happening in present time. Yeah, exactly. And they don't need to do like a whole episode on the past. No, no. It's kind of just a little segment. That's what you need to know. We'll fill in the we'll fill in the gaps later on. Mm. Like you don't need to know that yet, but once it comes up and you need to know, we'll show you. Yeah, which yeah. is great. I love that. Yeah, it doesn't. It's a smart style it of writing. It doesn't make the story feel disjointed. No, it doesn't make it feel like it's got that. I guess continuity. Because it feels it feels like it's a different structure from what we're used to. Yeah. Because we're just... Hollywood driven. Exactly. We're just known to have... Especially with movies like this. It's just... It's the stock standard hero's journey. Yeah. Like Star Wars is pretty much the... Like Star epitome Wars, of A New that. Hope yeah. is literally the epitome of that. Yeah. And even... You can even go back down to... Basically even comparing it to Mario. So... Protagonist comes along. Mm. Has some tragedy happen to him. Meets the teacher. That teaches him the ways. Goes on the adventure. Saves... Saves whoever they're trying to save. Hero saves the day. Yeah, it's that hero's journey that we've become so accustomed to, and this just feels different. It's not that standard structure. True. Which I love that. And what I liked about it is that within a leader, there wasn't that you know standard closure that all Hollywood movies give you. It wasn't. It wasn't a happy ending. It wasn't a sad ending. It left you with something. It just left you with something. 
And it really did leave you with, fuck, I want to see more. Yeah. There has to be another one. Yeah. They have to do another one. And like, they I can't know just leave it like this. Tony was talking about on the way home about, you know, we sort of finished up the movie and then we were trying to piece together ourselves about, okay, well, there was certain character, you know, storylines that were ongoing and that they hadn't really resolved themselves. Yeah. So we were trying to piece together already. I was like, oh, what do you reckon is going to happen with that? So I think a movie that leaves you with you wanting more and guessing where it can go is exciting. Yeah. It's it really exciting fucking exciting. Because it makes you look forward to seeing something. Yes. And especially for a movie that we had no idea about before seeing. No expectations going into no this. No expectations to impress us that much yeah. is a feat in itself. Right. And I'm surprised when I hear people say, oh, wasn't that good or shit? I'm like, but did you watch the same movie I did? But you know what? We, we analyze it in a different sense, though. Like, people are going to watch it for purely entertainment value. Yeah. And you know what? We've got that sort of thing where we can watch it and understand it and see the themes and understand the complexity of stories and stuff. But people who go there and not actively watch it, yeah. they're not going to pull out the same shit that we do. Yeah. But just to understand the, the idea of someone watching it and saying it's shit. That I understand. No. Talking about you, Richie. I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand how you can think it's shit. Like, there wasn't anything bad about it. Mm. it was a, I thought it was good on the whole. Yeah. Whether you watched it just as a simple action movie, that was still good. The yeah. action in it was fucking awesome. The action was amazing. Fuck yeah. The fight scene, the fight scene choreography was fucking spastic. The alleyway, the bar scene. Bah. When they fall through the bar floor. Yeah. Um, and then also obviously the rollerball. The rollerball. That was fucking yeah. mad. Yeah. Like just all the fights were just fucking cool. It, it honestly was. And like to really capture the, I suppose, you know, when they hit someone and you feel the hit. Yeah. And the way they do it is just fucking unreal, especially with CGI characters. Yeah. Um, what was the big, uh, big cunt? Uh, what was his What name? was the big cunt? Like, what a way to phrase it. Uh, Grishwaka, Grishwaka, I think his name. How's it spelled? Uh, Go it back out. It is spelled G-R-E-W-I-S. Gruishka. Gruishka. Yeah, that was the big guy. Um, like when he took off his hood in the big cape. Yeah. I was like, all right, this is a boss character. Yeah. I kind of like this. Huge. Yeah. Uh, but the way Alita disposed of him, and then even um, uh, Sapan, when yeah, in the bar, when he goes to grab her, and then she does that little hand thing, and then I noticed, him on the table. I noticed watching that little part again when she does a quick sort of disarmament of him, and when she goes to grab him, she grabs one of the like the tubes of his throat, yeah, the and apple, pulls him down like, like that, Adam's apple, yeah, I'm like bah, yeah. that's fucking brutal. So it, fucking mad again, it feeds into the idea of. The finer details of the movie. Yeah. Just like that. For you to notice that. It's like, yeah. fuck, you know, that's, that's fucking epic. Yeah. And I noticed that watch, while I was watching the movie, God, fuck myself, man. While but I was watching the movie. Yeah. watch a movie? I was talking like a million cars, man. <laughs> you know, the one you want to do. Yeah, so I felt that when I was watching the movie, I felt like. Like, even before we got to the halfway, I'm like, I want to watch this again already. Yeah. I haven't even finished the movie yet. Yeah. I already want to watch it again. I think it just really involves the viewer. Yeah. That's how I felt. Because, yeah. like, yes, I was carried by, I suppose, the emotional side of the story. And that was amazing. It's hard not to, though. Yeah. But when it throws the action in and you're just like, you, throughout the fucking movie, were like, certain parts. Certain parts. But they were called for. Yeah. But I literally was there. I, I know when I was coming back, um, 
all I could think about was, okay, Tony got really excited at that part. Tony got really excited to that part. But then I thought about it myself and I'd be like, kind of get why he did. Like, it was actually fucking sick. Yeah. Um, like, when she absolutely mauls the cunts in the rollerball. Yeah. That, for me, was like, all right, bitch, you've just stepped it up a notch. You yeah. fucking cunts up now. Because yeah. um, I think the bar scene was characteristic of how good she is. Yeah. But then the rollerball confirms it. Yeah, because the bar scene was her just proving the point that she could fight. Even with a shit suit. Yeah. Even, well, not even a shit suit, it was a shit body. Yeah. So even with a body that wasn't built specifically for her. Yeah. Well, it was, but it just wasn't made to... Withstand what withstand she put through. what she could do. Yeah. And what she was able to prove of what she could do. Yeah. And especially being an unknown. And they kind of portray it when she's sort of having a little sort of, I guess, that cheesy hero speech yeah. that she does. Um, oh, it's so then, cheesy. Oh, it's super cheesy. That was oh, cheesy. That made a little bit cringy there. Yeah, I think that was the only part that I could possibly cringe at. Yeah. But that, but it made it, it kind justified. of made sense why they did it though. Yeah, it made sense why I did it because the reaction that the hunters gave her yeah. was exactly the reaction we were having. Yeah. Which was like, it basically mirrored what we were feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Which not a lot of movies can do that. No. And they, they filtered because it they in didn't at the right time. Because they didn't just burst out laughing. Yeah. Like what happens in most of those movies. They kind of like, they had that reaction like, are you, are you serious? Yeah. Who the fuck are you? That is very true. Which was done very well. Mm. Like, and that was fucking awesome. Not to mention that hunter with the robot dogs. He was fucking crazy. He was a sicker. And he barely he, did a thing. But when he comes down and he sends his dogs to chase um, Gruishka, yeah. I was like, you're a sick cunt. Mm. You're a sick cunt. Like, I love you. Yeah. And he's like, I only come down because of, you know, you don't harm dogs. Because you're, that like, little, you're a dog person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's fucking sick. Even that part where Gruishka kills the dog. It's just brutal. Yeah. But you don't see it happen. I wish they showed it. No, I don't. That's pretty. They don't graphic. show him killing the dog. They just show the, the sound. Blo- they show the sound and the pool of blood. And you kind of like... Oh, like, even if how'd you, you do it? Oh, okay. Even if you're not an animal person or whatever, but still, you feel you it. You saw that little sort of innocent creature that she forms a little bit of a bond with, mm. and then all of a sudden, <laughs> you're like, oh man, what he farted? Yeah, three, two, one, laugh. <laughs> there we go. Fuck got you. ya. I got ya. <laughs> you See what I mean? You rat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but he basically cut the dog's head off. Yeah. What did you think? He cut the dog's head off. Two more should take its place. <laughs> Hail Hydra. Uh, what did you think of Vector? Which one was Vector? Uh, the oh, main, the, the black main dude. The roller black ball, dude. Played by, I can't say his name. Mahashala Ali. Mahashala Ali. Look, I love him from Predator. Which Predator was he in? Uh, he was in the newer one. Right, okay. So I love his character in that. Yeah. Um, but he's becoming one of the newer black actors that actually has some credentials to him yeah. he can act yeah he does he, that really yeah. oh wait he was in a series Luke, uh no no it wasn't him was it yeah he's was in it, luke cage was it him and luke cage yeah, so yeah. i'm gonna say he reminds me of the dude from luke cage yeah I can't remember it's his the same one name. same one hold on is it yeah i know for a fact it is i'm i'm telling you fuck is he yeah go back further no 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 i'm only showing people from fucking season two cock Anyways, I know for a fact that he's... Yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, he, he, he was very much like um, Cottonmouth. That's yeah. his name. Yeah. The, the, he very much played a very Cottonmouth-style character, almost like a gangster. Yeah. But very, I guess, calm one in his tone. mannerism. One tone, yeah. But he had that 
he gave off that feel that he could snap at any moment. Yeah, yeah. Which was really cool. And I like how they did that whole thing with when... Who was the... What was the name of the Nova. fuck... Nova. When he starts infiltrating the bodies. Yeah. That That's cool. Because you could notice the difference. And he would have had to have done that as the... Like, within the acting. Yeah, exactly. To be able to portray that. And I think that looked fucking amazing how he yeah. did it. To be able to switch characters that flawlessly, that shows fucking choice. Oh, fucking oath. That was fucking incredible. And I like the fact that they made it... They made it... Like, they didn't show a big change when Nova took over. Yeah. All that changed was the the eye colour. That? That was it. And I suppose just the way then, he spoke guess, about it. The way they spoke, the eye colour, I guess just... And you the, burst and just, a lot internally just then. Yeah, no, I couldn't help it. <laughs> um, but the eye colour changed, the the way he spoke changed, but he's just his facial expression just went blank. Yeah, yeah. Like, there just there was no facial expression there. Okay, and for a major, major spoiler. Okay, this is a major spoiler. So if you haven't watched it, just block your ears for the next two seconds. Yeah. But when we mention this name of who is revealed at the end to be playing Nova, Edward Norton. Bah! When they show him, I feel like. Oh, man. You can't give me a taste of this cunt and then not expect there not to be a number two. Exactly, literally two seconds at the end, you see his face and you're like, oh my God. And you barely get an inkling throughout the whole time that they that talk about him. Nova yeah. or show him. Because you really don't hear his voice most nah, of the time. Nah, nah. Um, but I think that's why they used him going into other people's bodies to do the whole voice thing. But when yeah. you get shown the reveal at the end, you're like, fuck, I was not expecting no. that. No, because you didn't notice it until he showed his eyes. You took that th- those goggles off, then you finally saw it was him. Yeah. You couldn't tell from everything else. And it because his nose, mouth was all exposed. He would not pick up it's a part. It's just his goggles. Like, what the fuck? That wouldn't carry into something more major, I don't think. I hope, I hope that that's the case. I really feel like they could be setting up for something big. Well, reading and diving in further, it looks like that they are planning for a trilogy. Whoa. I'm hoping that that's actually true. Because it fucking deserves it. I think it so as really, well. It really, really deserves it. I actually wonder now, because I remember we were talking about how much it's made at the box office and stuff. So yeah. I'm kind of curious we now. At what? How long had it been out? A week? Uh, no, it was two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. Right. Okay. Uh, what's the movie called? A leader. What's the movie called? Oh, sorry, I just mental blanked. Cock. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. The fuck are you doing? 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 The fuck? Oh, yeah, Alright, so I go, well, this has gone up considerably. Okay. Worldwide, yep. it has now grossed $351 million. Whoa. Domestically, in the States, it's grossed $73 million. Yeah. But foreign, $278 million. Whoa. So it's got quite a large viewing base, which initially, I suppose, when this first came out, you wouldn't peg this to be a, a massive box office smash. No, you wouldn't. Um, but I think what they've done with it is quite exceptional. Yeah. Considering the production budget was $170 million, yeah. it's now doubled that yeah, exactly. in terms of its grossing capacity. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, looking at that, you feel like, okay, well, that's a tick. Yeah, and, and surprising that, especially for an unknown movie that didn't really get that much attention, like... People saw the trailers. They didn't like, oh, market yeah, that it looks a lot. Cool. They didn't market it that no. much. Um, but I think just from the reviews of people who had gone and seen it in the early weeks, like I don't think I've come across other than Richie any like any bad press on it. 
No, no. It seems to be have gotten pretty positive. Feedback. Apart from a couple of the critic reviews that I read you from yeah, IMDb. All critics are fucking but they're just out to target movies, I yeah. find. I don't feel like people are going in to go, well, let's watch it, appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. And you got to think, a lot of these critics aren't coming from, like I suppose, an anime, Eastern-style writing background. They're no. going to be watching it with a Western gaze on. A Western gaze, and I think, I don't know, maybe it's just my idea of what I think a critic would view it on, but more of a, um, I guess, what would you call it? Like, they'd, have, they'd be, kind of be comparing it to like an Oscar-winning movie. Yeah, which I suppose you can't view everything in no, that light. No, you can't. It, it doesn't work. It doesn't. Understand it for its own category. Look at it in regards to what it contributes. Yeah. Not necessarily what's void in it. Yeah. Like, look at... I would put it in the same field as all the as majority of the superhero movies. Okay. Because when critics look at that, it's like, oh, yeah, it's another superhero movie. Apart from, I suppose, what Black, Black Panther did. Yeah, but Black Panther had something else going for it. It did. It the was... whole black cast. Exactly. Yeah. The whole black cast. Which has it. never happened before. Exactly. So, which, understandable. Yeah, which is understandable and credit where credit's due. It, fucking Even oath. without that, it was still a fucking good movie. It was amazing. Either amazing. way. But I think it's in that same category where it's almost like it's scrutinised because of that fact. Oh, without question. Yeah. I, I don't think... That would not have come into play, like yeah. for critics, like it'd have to, yeah. but each to their own. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so if I were to ask you, yeah, out of ten, mm-hmm. and I want two reasons why you give it the score. Ah, uh, give me homework. No, now. Yeah, it's work. You know, it's going. No, well, I'm asking out of ten, what would you give it? What would I give it out of ten? All right, so I would give it. Oh, um. I'm going to give it probably... You know what? Fuck it. I'm giving it a nine. Okay. Reasoning? Reasoning. Basically everything we spoke about for the past hour. Yeah. The brilliant story... The brilliant storyline of it to begin with. Yep. I loved the storyline of mm-hmm. it. The character development was done so fucking... Be- so well. The CGI, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And wasn't overdone. Um, character development, spot on. Just... Everything about it just won me over. Yeah, truly like, did. Like, if I really had to nitpick, there are things that I can point out, like, that wasn't really needed, that was stupid, this and that. But Unnecessary I, but I that. really have to think hard yeah. to find those things. Of course. Um, I suppose, for me, I would give it a flat nine as well. And why is that? So, this comes down to the fact of excluding... Just watching it for purely entertainment value and how good it actually was. It's more about the emotional connection I found with characters. Yeah. Of being able to go, well, you know, those common themes and underlying things that they generally will have in substance-based movies. I found the leader had the same sort of thing. <laughs> Sorry, hang on. Uh, I've just lost my train of thought. All right, go on. Um, fuck. What was I saying? Yeah. Uh, emotional context. Yeah. Of characters, obviously. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then the whole, I suppose, characterization of what the CGI was. Yeah. So, like I said before, it's a step up again from what Avatar brought forward. And for me, it's now... Well, that set the benchmark. Okay. Simple as that. Yeah. So, that is that then, is that a slight James Cameron jerk off there? Oh, we're definitely jerking him off. Like, I'd jerk him off. Like, I'd pull his dick through his legs and then jerk him off and make him shoot jizz into his own ass. (laughs) That's how excited I am for him. 
there. I'll, I'll definitely pay that. Yeah. You could tell he had a big influence in this movie. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. But, like, I remember reading that they were saying that because he has his foot in with the four Avatar movies, that yeah, he that didn't he have yeah. a wholehearted connection with the movie. It was more him sort of liaising with Rodriguez. Yeah. But I think Rodriguez did exactly what he needed to in terms of translating what the script was yeah. to make it a fucking brilliant movie. Definitely. Simple as that. Yeah. So, if you guys even had the slight inkling to go see it, I know... That Captain Marvel's going to be out now, but if Give you it a do chance. get the chance, go watch Alita. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, you definitely will not regret it. Nah. And if you watch it in the vein of what we've been discussing, you'll understand what we're talking about. I think, you know, we can go and watch movies purely for entertainment value, which is all good and well, you know, I'm not against people who do that. But sometimes it's nicer to understand the complexity and the depths to what the movie can actually give you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Alita. There we go. Alita. So, get on it, guys. It's a fucking great movie. It is. It is. Yeah. So, now we get to that time. We're going to plug your ass with some sponsors, which is going to be a little bit tricky this week. Seeing this we is going to be really um, hard. Seeing as he's not here. But do you know what we could do? Do you know what we should do? We should give him a buzz. Call and him. get him to do it over the phone. Call What him. do you think? Yeah. Right, let's call this tree dog. So, we'll do pig after, but okay. there's certain ones we actually need to get down first. So, guys, if you just bear with us. Oh, he better pick up. Hello? Hello, you fucking dog. Hey, what's going on? Were you in bed? Were you in bed? Yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry, you dude. You shit. Well, you're currently live, so say hello. Live doing what? What do you mean doing what? What night is it, you dickhead? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, all we needed you for was to give us a quick plug. Plug of what? Margus. Oh, fuck him up as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, wow. He's so tired. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Beth. Beth, you're a legend. I love you. Your boyfriend's useless. There you go. Stick that up your ass and plug it. <laughs> who, was, who was it, though? Uh, who, who is it, though? Margus, I'm Margus from Goldbergo. Thank you, Adrian. We'll let you get back to sleep, mate. <laughs> All right, buddy. See you next week. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. We got what we could out of it. Fucking him. useless cunt. He was somewhat tired, I must say. Oh, poor boy. Oh, what day is it? I don't know why I sounded like Trent from Punchy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, fucking Trent. Give me back my purse. Fuck off. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, so there we go. We knocked out Margus. So Margus Home Repairs for all your home repair yeah, needs. Margus from Um You can visit them on their Instagram, is it? Yeah. And Margus Home Repairs. Margus from Goberdgul. Um, and, and their Facebook, Facebook at the same uh, handle. Yeah. yeah. Margus from Goberdgul. Correct. Um, so you've also... And we've also got uh, our good mate, Stephen Trovatello. Doing project building surveying. And he's certified. He, that fucking he is. He's a... He's a surve- uh, oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. God. Fuck. Oh, I'm fucked tonight. Disaster, mate. Yeah, Absolute mate. disaster. But he's a surveyor of buildings and asses. And Not much else. Things. Yeah, that's what he does best. And... And then who else, Brad? Who's the... Who's our final one for the night who usually starts first? Our final one is Pig Apparel. Their fucking tees are amazing. If you haven't already had a look... At, Go follow them at PYG underscore apparel on Instagram. Tees are $49.95. We've still got some left in stock. 
shoot us a fucking DM, slide into my DM, slide into my dick, whatever you want to do, <laughs> I'll let you do that if you purchase a tea. Fucking do it. There we go. So send us a DM and we'll get in contact with you ASAP about Correct. placing your order. Shipping is how much locally? Domestically free. Fuck. And what about international? International? Well, we haven't yet to receive that order yet, but... Get in touch with us. Get in touch. We'll figure it out. For you. Done. Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go. Unison. Fuck yeah. hell. We don't. We rarely do that. Do you want to plug yourself now? Oh, not right now. I might do it a bit later. Yeah. Oh, you mean that kind of? Pl- oh, yeah. sorry. Wrong yeah. plug. Jesus. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Instagram at tboner018 and on Snapchat at tboner18. Well, for me, after my internal burp, Bradles twenty five oh five. That's B R A D E L S two five oh five. On Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook. <gasps> All under the same handle. Wow, what the fuck happened? I there? don't know. I felt like a Dimmy's ad. A Dimmy's All ad? All under the same handle. <laughs> Dimmy's and Forges. Ken Bruce has gone completely mad. Oh, wow, I haven't heard one of those. I know, before. I know. Jesus Christ. Remember how he had the fucking uh, parrot on his arm? No. Oh, I remember. I don't remember the ad. Yeah. Fuck. Ken Bruce has gone mad. Ken Bruce has gone mad. Ken Bruce has gone completely mad. <laughs> <laughs> so like I mentioned at the start of the pod guys If you haven't done so already Please do go like and subscribe to us On SoundCloud, Podcast Addict Or Podcast App on iTunes Correct um, At Rebels Without a Clue You can also follow us on our social medias On Instagram at Rebels Without a Clue 03 On Twitter Rebels Without a 1 And on Facebook Rebels Without a Clue Podcast There we go There we go Done and dusted Calm and enunciated properly for once We did We did alright tonight Yeah I know Oh well maybe you did You were a a a stuttering dog most of the night Yeah Yeah But you tend to be But you just mask it well Because Adrian the dumb fuck Fucks up even more than you I know but now everyone knows how bad I really am (laughs) Fuck (laughs) I fucked it Oh there we go I fucked my whole sort of thing that I can actually speak half well did you and that was a great sentence there. That oh was my amazing. God. Speak sentence half well. Just shut the fuck up. We're I'm done. I'm going to have to. We're, We're done. done. All right, guys. Until next time. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>